Welcome back, Spirit Cast fans. We're back. Whole new cast of characters, except for me and Derek, but we're finally back. Welcome. Hopefully, you've got your first shot of the vaccine. We're still going through it, wearing your masks. But unlike a year ago now, guys, we have spring sports and we have them in full swing. We've had some COVID issues in the past, but all of our sports are playing now. Um, it's been a lot of fun, but not even talking about that now. Let's go straight to Johnny Schaefer here. We have big news in the SJSU men's basketball program as we have hired, as of today, April 6, 2021, Tim Miles, former coach at Colorado State, former coach at Nebraska. And for more on that, let's go to Johnny. Tell us what 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 is for, for people of, of SJSU men's basketball to know about for Tim Miles? Yeah, I think this is a really good hire for San Jose State, who obviously, as we all know, had a really bad year, you know, with not being able to play as home much and just overall struggling playing really, really good teams. And uh, I think Miles is the kind of coach who can really change the scenery. He's has the experience in a Mountain West before, coached at Colorado State in 2007 to th- 2012, and he actually got to he actually got Colorado to their first NCAA tournament since 2003. So he has some playoff experience, and he was also hired by he was hired by Nebraska um, just after they filed Doc Sadler, who also was struggling for about six years. And just in, in his second season with the Huskers, he guided. Uh, then to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 1998. So we can already tell he can kind of change a whole scenery of a team. Unfortunately, they lost to the first round in Baylor. Uh, unfortunately, he struggled for three seasons, but he broke out once again with a 22 and 11 record in 2018 and also has, has the record for 13 conference wins in a season. They lost to the NCAA tournament. They, weren't, they didn't make the NCAA tournament that year. They were invited to the National Invitation Tournament. And in his last season, they started off 10 and 12 and were a top 25 ranked team, but injuries kind of derailed their season. So they missed the NCAA tournament and Miles was relieved of his duties. But since then, he was an analyst for Fox Sports covering college basketball since the beginning of the 2019 and 20 season. And he uh, with Nebraska. He finished as the third winningest head coach in Nebraska's men's basketball history and brings a winning history and posting experience to San Jose State team as that really needs it right now. And he brings a 399, 344 record and a four and eight record of tournaments. So I think it's a really good hire for San Jose State. Yeah, those are all good points. Uh, to clarify, I just have on on, on back, sports reference college basketball coaches, his overall record in 389 total coached games from Colorado State, Nebraska, record 187 and 202. However, if you look on this page, a lot of strength to schedule in the, in the double-digit numbers for three of the six seasons or seven seasons he was with Nebraska. Derek, you know, this is a big hire. Uh, we all know you, and, and you mentioned Baylor, Johnny, and at the time of recording, it's a day after national championship. So congrats to Ernie, our, our graduate assistant in our spear cast, March Madness pool. He, he gets the bragging rights here. But Derek, what your thoughts on this hire? And, and Benny, go ahead and go right after Derek. But what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on this hire? How do you think it's going to affect the program? Well, um, the people, the powers that be at South Campus must have read my column um, during spring break because I said they should go with a guy with head coaching experience. Now, I didn't put Tim Miles in there because there's probably five billion coaches in there. But uh, Jara, our, uh, our editor, he wrote a column about they should go the assistant route. And um, he made the not wise decision to say, uh, I'm going to bet my stimulus money in it on the decision. So Jara. You know, uh, you might want to send me a cut of that, you know, 15%, 20%. 
Um, you know, I know it might help all of us for tuition. We all need it, but uh, I like the hire. Um, I think Miles, you know, he's, he's been staying connected with the game through TV. You know, he's worked for Fox Sports, like Johnny mentioned, and the Big Ten Network. Um, so I think he knows kind of, you know, how to recruit guys from the Midwest. And he's he has experience coaching the Mountain West. Um, I think it's really helpful to see him built programs like Nebraska back up. They made the tournament once, which is good. I mean, we'll take it for San Jose State. They haven't made the tournament since before I was born, 96. So I think this is a really solid hire. Um, I know Richard Washington's not going to come back. He's going to go pro. But they they have, they have a solid uh, young core coming back. Um, now we'll see how the schedule works out for them and recruiting too because they I believe when uh, Coach Brillo left, um, they didn't have any players signed. But, you know, I think you'll start to see that pick up. Um, probably within the next couple of weeks or so, and then we'll see what the coaching staff finally. So um, I think it's a solid hire. Um, I don't know how long the deal was. Hopefully it's like a four-year deal with a fifth-year option because I think this is a long-term project. But uh, if there's any guy that can do it, it's him. So really solid hire. And uh, I, I think I'm going to whisper here. I think they read my article, so they listened to me. So maybe I should get a paycheck for them or something. <laughs> Benny, thoughts on the hire? Quickly, whenever you got. Um, just, the, I mean, I wouldn't have went so far to bet my stimulus on that. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a good hire. I mean, looking at his, uh, looking at his resume, I mean, he has all the things that you want to see. I mean, building up again, as you guys have been saying, uh, building up the program in Nebraska, um, doing his thing. Um, I think it's a good hire. I think honestly, at this point, I think anybody would be a good hire to help out this, our, our, our basketball team. Um, you know, so yeah. And we look at some of his accolades here in uh, the 2013-14 year for Nebraska, his second year there. He won Big Ten Coach of the Year. And that same year, he won the Jim Phelan Award. Um, he, he is, he's got the history. He's got the experience, like Derek said, with young core. And like Johnny said, you know, he's been a coach to proven that he's been able to change the program. Uh, speaking of changing of the program, let's, if we take a look at some, some of our, 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 our women's tennis team, I mean, oh, man, they are on fire they are still remaining undefeated on the season. They are cool 10 and 0. They won their last matchup last Saturday, April 3rd, against Fresno State by a score matchup of 4 to 3, meaning they won four out of a total of seven matchups in singles and doubles combined. Now, I know none of us don't really follow so uh, not softball, sorry, tennis all that much, but this team has to be talking talked about. They're they're forced to be reckoned with. Uh, Derek, I know you you've covered a few of their games. What can you tell us about this team this year? We don't lie on this podcast. I have not, but I've kept up with them. Um, they have a lot of international flair. Um, and I think a lot of that, you know, has to do with the uh, coaching staff for the women's tennis team. Uh, Cause it's hard, especially, you know, usually you kind of have a long, jet, not longevity, a long practice period, you know, before the season. And uh, you know, when spring sports got started, it's just like a sprint, you know? So I felt like the team chemistry was already there. And I think that's really crucial for any, a successful college program, no matter the sport. Um, so I feel like the tennis team has really rallied together. And I know they uh, they posted photos every time they won. They put the fingers up like 10 and 0, 5 and 0, 8 and 0. So give credit to them. Um, they've been playing really well. Um, I wish we could go down there on South Campus because I know, um, you know, they would get a large following, uh, you know, since we're in this uh, pandemic era. 
of sports, but yeah, they've been playing really solid. I know they have a couple more matches um, to round up the regular season and I believe they have conference, even though it's not listed on the athletics website, they, you know, they're going to be a serious contender for the mountain West and maybe for the NCAAs too. Uh, Cause this team has loads of talent. And I feel like if they can, um, you know, like I said, finish the regular season strong, they're going to be a team to look out for. Yeah, looking at the article here on the SJSU Athletics page or SJSUSpartans.com, their fun fact this week, they uh, they won the doubles point against Nevada, got singles wins from Giovanna Babich, Albana Pedro Galeando, and Lara Marco Mas for the team's ninth win of the season. That was against uh, Nevada. So coming up, they've got Boise State on April 10th at 9 a.m. Pacific, and the next day they go right back at it at Utah State. Uh, both it's a little tournament, Boise State, San Jose State, Utah State, all going to Logan, Utah to play some matchups. And if they, like Derek said, if they can finish off strong, it could be really good. Um, let's move here to softball. Benny, you and I have covered a lot of the softball games uh, this season, and it's been, I would, let, let's say here, uh, a little unfortunate. They've been a little bit, uh, I don't want to say lackluster, but they've been a little bit underwhelming. What can you tell us about softball from what you've seen, previewed, covered? What Give us an update on the team. Um, a couple of things I've noticed. Uh, pitching. Pitching just hasn't been there. Um, Caroline Bowman, uh, last year she was probably one of the top arms on the team. I think she had only given up 30-something-odd runs in, I think, 60 innings. And this year she's already given up 39 earned runs in 42 and two-thirds. Um, same could be said for Janessa Yegi. Uh, same 26 earned runs in 46 innings. And it looks like those two are the ones that they kind of ride the most. Um those both of them combined have almost 90 innings together uh you know they got what three other pitchers and only one of them's pitched four innings and the other 10 and then I mean the same can be said for the offense too it's just not it hasn't been what I mean they lost a lot of people from lost a lot of players the last year but um there's still a strong core I think but uh, it seems to be those same two, uh, Janessa Lozano and Alyssa Graham, who are the only ones hitting over 300 right now. Everybody else is hitting below 250. Um, so the offense is a problem right now, and so is the pitching. And you um, can't win games if you can't score runs. You can't win games if you can't stop letting up runs. Uh, same for the defense, too. The defense hasn't been good either. Made 20 errors uh, through what, uh, 16 games, I think. Uh, yeah, that's just not going to cut it either. So yeah, uh, lackluster would probably be a good word to, to use for them. Yeah, they lost uh, Shannon Haddad to the transfer portal, uh, as well as Alona Sullivan, two of their top pitchers from last season. And although the average doesn't show it, Jocelyn Vidal had a breakout uh, breakout game uh, weekend, I should say, a couple weekends ago before their brief pause, which we won't really get into. There's a lot of information out there. We don't have much of it. Or sorry, there's a lack of information out there. But Jocelyn Vidal in their last series against Fresno State was very good. She pitched well in both games and she hit the ball well. Um, it, 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 it's just a testament. Derek, I saw you on mute. What, what have you got to say here? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I always ask up the follow-up question because that's how we roll here on the Spearcast. Woo! Um, but for you, Max and Benny, what do you think the problem is like with the team? I know it's kind of hard for every softball program. Um, you know, trying to build an identity, especially for Coach Tammy Loman, the first year head coach. Do you think it's just like more fundamentals or just not building that identity and not having enough time to like get your to get to know your player strengths and weaknesses? Or is it just trying to find the right nine people to play? Um, what do you think are the main issues there? 
Well, Ben, if you don't mind me starting here, I think I think you kind of touched on both points. I think it was the ramp up period. Not a lot of time to get to know the team, especially with the first year coaching staff. A lot of moving yeah. parts. The same general core is there, although they haven't been performing the same. Um, and then going back to what Benny talked about with the errors, I feel like fundamentally just hitting and fielding and pitching just hasn't been there. And I don't know if that's something on the coaching staff or just building as a team in general, team chemistry, how they play and things they do. But I just, we don't know. I think almost it feels like there's a lack, like a lack of chemistry um, yeah. between the coaching staff and the players. I, I You see a lot of the same lineups. Um, like Benny said, Bowman and Uleg, you're pitching a ton over 90 innings combined. Um, so you see a lot of the same things. And I mean, I don't want to say the coaching staff is bad, but the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. So mm-hmm. Benny, your thoughts. No. Yeah. I think that's uh, I think Derek poses a pretty good question right there. Um, the quick ramp up, I think has a lot to do with it again. Uh, yeah. when I watch this team, it kind of just looks like just flat every game. Um, uh, the energy just doesn't seem there. Um, some losing teams, you can always see at least a little bit of energy with the team. To me, it just seems like maybe the team just isn't comfortable. Uh, it's a completely new coaching staff. I'm sure that's that's hard to go into. Um, you know, it's like getting a new job. It's like having a job and then you get a new manager and then they're telling you what to do the very next day. You know, they show up. Okay. You know, we all got to, again, we all got to adjust to it. But uh, it just looks like they haven't been able to. They haven't had a chance to be able to catch their breath and adjust to that. Yeah, Derek, thanks for bringing it up. And let's move it to the other side of the diamond. Let's talk baseball. Johnny, I know for the home opener against San Diego State for men's baseball, you were able to go and broadcast that game. And I know Derek took a listen in. I wasn't able to. I was at work. But what can you tell us? Uh, the team's been a little inconsistent, three and four on the year. Um, unfortunately, as of today, April 6th, the only game this week will be happening will be today's game, uh, which Benny, who we have on the podcast here today, will be covering. Uh, we won't have live updates as we're recording this at 1.15 p.m. on this uh, Tuesday. So they only play San Francisco at 3 o'clock in San Francisco as the weekend series against New Mexico has been canceled due to a positive COVID-19 test inside of the New Mexico program. As contact tracing goes on, um, at least they still get one game. But, Johnny, what can you tell us from what you've seen from the baseball team so far this year? They've got some wins and losses. Pitching seems to be inconsistent. What have you seen? Oh, yeah, man, being on the air for seven-plus hours for sure. Well, sure, fun, but it's really good to be back. But I do like, yes, as you mentioned, the pitching has been a struggle, but I do like the at-bats San Jose State has been able to put on the field so far as Robert Hamchuk's leading the team with a 500 average, and Ruben Ibarra and Ruben Mercado also have over 300 averages. So the at-bats have definitely been there. But, yes, the pitching has been a struggle. But with the 3-4 and four record to start the season after being a delayed a whole month, uh, talking back in March due to – COVID protocols, I think it's a pretty solid start for San Jose State. It's not perfect. And, you know, I think tonight's game is, or today's game, it's at 3 p.m., I believe. I think today's game is really vital because if they can go, you know, four and four and, you know, have a little bit of a weekend up, I think it can bring some, you know, a lot of confidence for San Jose State going into, I guess it would be now their next series, which is once again, uh, I believe it's against UNLV, I'm not sure how good UNOV is, but that's a four-game series during during a whole weekend with a doubleheader on Saturday, April 17th. So I think tonight's game is pretty important. Yeah, looking ahead to that UNLV series, it's a four-game set. 
So it's going to be a long one. I'm just trying to pull up their record right now. As we see, I mean, they UNLV, they, they're a good team. They're a big name program. Everybody knows UNLV. We look at their schedule here. They're 11 and seven. So they're, they're, they've won three in a row. They're nine and two at home. And San Jose State does play them at home. So that might help uh, UNLV, very good home team. Um, on the road, they're just two and five. So if you're ever going to beat this team who you're trying to chase down and because of if they win, if San Jose State wins today, they go to four and four. You're trying to chase down UNLV. You you win three out of four or sweep them. You're right back in this race along with UNLV. Um, Derek, I know you've been trying to get back in the broadcast booth. What have you seen from the baseball team, if anything at all? Benny, if there's anything to add that you've got too, go right ahead. Yeah, I think with the baseball team, um, Spencer Lons looked really fantastic. I know he's two and zero, I believe. Um, kind of saw his stuff last year um, against Santa Clara, and a lot of his. Um, Breaking balls weren't, you know, kind of off speed a little bit. Uh, his command wasn't there, but now it seems like his command was there. And, you know, I think the beautiful part about, you know, baseball is you can always work on that stuff, you know, 12 months out of the year in the off season. Um, so I think he's really looking good. And I feel like the lineup has been diversified a little bit and, you know, they've been getting a little bit contributions from like majority of the bottom of the lineup. Um, I think that's really good to see. Um, you know, I think it's unfortunate that they had to wait a month to play because they had a uh, COVID, um, a COVID, I guess you'd say, out, well, not an outbreak, but just like, a co you know, something happened within the team of COVID. Um, so I think, you know, it's kind of hard to build an identity when, you know, you're playing all these games, you know, in a row. Um, and it's only, getting, you know, for baseball, it's usually a four or five month season. And now it's, you know, basically three for them. Um, but, you know, I think if they can get on a winning streak, maybe win some series, I feel like this team will be in good shape, um, you know, because they took they lost two out of three to Cal Poly um, in St. Louis Obispo. So I think they need just need to start winning series. So that's the bottom line. That's the name of the game in the baseball is just, you know, don't get swept, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, try not to split if you can, but, you know, get two out of three at least or win all four. Um, I think that's something that we haven't seen yet from uh, SJSU baseball. Benny, anything to add there? Yeah, and just to touch off Derek again, um, you know, another thing about baseball is chemistry. I feel like this is one of a this is another one of those sports where you absolutely need chemistry. Um, without it, I think you're pretty much lost. But this team, they, I mean, covering them, they they can hit, you know, one through nine. Even their bench guys can come up and they can hit too. Um, I know for sure Robert Hamchuk again, 500 average. Uh, that guy leading off and then playing the outfield, he's he's really good in out there. And then, uh, Ruben Navarra, you know, those, those guys can slug it. Um, and then same can be said for the pitching again, Spencer long. And I really like Trevor Ernt out of the pen in two appearances. He's had seven innings, eight strikeouts, you know, only given up one run, two hits. He's been, uh, so far through two appearances. Um, he's looked pretty good. And, uh, again, same thing, you know, winning series is very important thing to do. And I think they can, I think tonight they can pull off a, a win against San Francisco. Um, 10 and 15 overall. Uh, they do have a five game winning streak at the moment, but you know, those things are going to end one day and could be today. Yeah. Benny, you mentioned uh, reliever Trevor Ernt. Um, he said he's got seven innings in, in, in two appearances. Well, on Tuesday against Cal, he pitched six innings out of the bullpen. And that's the first time that's happened since May 4th, 2016 when Zach Wallace did against Grand Canyon. May the force be with you. May the fourth be all. Um, and let's move here. You know, we've got a lot of teams to cover here, spring sports in full swing. Let's move on to talk about men's soccer here. And it was a little bit of a slow start. The first game got postponed against Air Force. They won the first one, lost, and they've they've 
They've been really good as of late. They're on a current four-game winning streak. They take on uh, Seattle University on Friday, April 9th at 7 p.m. at home against San Jose. Then they go into the Western Athletic Conference Tournament. So if there's ever a time to get right, it's now. Um, I, I know everybody, this is not our sports that we normally cover, but we do follow here at the Spirit of every spring sport, every fall sport, every winter sport, even if there is them. Um, so what can you guys tell me about the soccer team and, and, and what's gotten them on this winning streak? They have the knack for, you know, saving uh, their goal scoring to like the 100th minute, 102nd minute. I believe they've had like three or four straight games where they've had to go to OT and they've pulled it off. Um, this team never quits, and that's something good to see. I remember covered the uh, their season opener against Dixie State. <laughs> they scored like their final two goals within like 10, 15 minutes. And the offense froze for Rudy Castro. Um, can't say nothing about him. He's just unbelievable. He manages that team. Um, he's like a general out there. You know, and the offense flows through him. Um, but they did qualify for the you know, WAC tournament um, coming up in Viva Las Vegas. I was just there. Uh, so they will be playing next weekend, I believe, or next week, excuse me. So uh, the team seems to be peaking at the right time, which is always, you know, you always want that. And, uh, you know, I know for the seniors on the team, they want to end it with the win um, this Friday night against Seattle. Um, so I think they're really, they've really found their stride. Um, now, if they could score a little bit earlier, not like give you, the fans, some heart attacks. And I know parents watch those games and they're like, oh, come on. Um, then I think they would be better off, but they've been playing really clutch and they have that, you know, that mentality of that they're never too far out of the game. So I think that's something really good to see out of the uh, men's soccer team. Yeah, definitely. And moving to the other side of the field, the women's soccer team got off to a very, very rough start starting the season 06 and one it did not look good, but they won their last two, one, nothing. They beat Boise state and university of Nevada. And we look at this team and, and we see that they just haven't been able to get timely goal scoring or, or, or be able to stop the ball. A lot, of, a lot of times they weren't able to score and they were losing games one nothing or 3 nothing or just getting blown out 6-1. to one. But lately it's been one. They, they won both their games last week, Friday the 2nd and April the 4th, one nothing. And we look at the team and, and junior goalie Zoe Aguri was named the Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week when she had two clean sheets. Um, this team just didn't look like they gelled right away. I think it it... it it kind of correlates with one of the things that we've been talking about with the softball team, like Derek mentioned, is where uh, they just they haven't been able to connect as a team. And, and Johnny, I think I believe you've covered some. And if anybody else has any to add, the women's soccer team as of late, they've picked it up. What's changed? Yeah, I, I did cover one game and I also covered as a camera op for another game for our live stream. So, you know, the good camera work was by me, of course. Um, yeah, I think this, this team is definitely, um, you know, getting their stride and I don't think they'd be able to qualify for any kind of tournament, unfortunately, but I'm sure they would love to finish their season with a three-game winning streak. You know, that's something to look on to next year, maybe. But, um, yeah, those games where they were losing, I, I saw it myself, and it was definitely a struggle. They just – the players just didn't seem as into the game as the other side would. But, um, you know, it kind of just depends how you end the season, not how you begin it. Yeah, definitely. We look forward to any sports coming up. We look forward to continuing to do this spear cast. We look forward to Tim Miles joining San Jose State. Welcome to the club. Uh, maybe we'll even be able to get him on a Spearcast sometime. We don't know. But this has been the return of the Spearcast. Benny Garcia, Derek Au, Johnny Schaefer, thank you guys for joining me. If well, any, on, any on, lasting on, comments, go ahead and plug it right now. DQ, I know you always got the last word. Well, you guys forgot, like, golf. Hello? 
Um, you know, we how could we forget? It's DQ42, yeah. the golf master. Yeah. Well, first off, we forgot. Well, let's congratulate Stanford, our uh, neighbors to the north of us in San Jose. They won their third um, national championship. Over it was a thriller game um, against Arizona. Uh, tons of defense in that game. And you know, I've watched the uh, semifinal and the championship game. My God, Haley Jones is a baller, folks. Um, but the men's golf team. It's been kind of like, uh, you know, the Big Dipper and Boardwalk just reopened. So I'm just going to use that reference. Um, they've been a little inconsistent. Um, and I know I think it's just because of, you know, the lineups kind of built around uh, senior Sean Yu, um, who's the number one golfer for the men's team. Um, and I think they're just still trying to find their identity. Um, you know, they've played in some really tough conditions. I, I believe in San Diego is raining. And then, you know, uh, the Southwest, what, Southwestern Invitational, uh, their season opener, it was like cold, windy, like 20 mile per hour winds. Um, so they haven't really had their ideal uh, course set up um, because they can hit the ball a long way. Um, and their putters just haven't shown up. Of course, they finished 22nd last week um, at Stanford uh, at the Goodwin. But um, it's their big tournament uh, next week. They will be playing the West. They host the Western Intercollegiate, um, presented by Top Golf, the 74th edition. It's probably one of the most known college golf tournaments. Um, that will be nationally televised on Golf Channel. So uh, you'll probably be seeing a lot of San Jose State commercials and um, you know the most transformative university by Money Magazine. You'll probably be seeing a lot of that. Uh, but they'll be playing at Pasa Tiempo, which is just to i guess the west of us in santa cruz just over the hill um so you know that's a perfect time to turn it around that will be their last regular season event and then we'll go to the women's golf team um who are have been the opposite they've been really consistent a lot of top five finishes um they've been really uh balling out of the gate kaja archerfall antonio malate they've been playing some of their best golf uh, they did struggle a little bit though at the mountain view collegiate in tucson um and then the Pete ASU Invitational, you know, they kind of struggled. They, that, that was like their first uh, outside top 10 finish, uh, I think, since the season started. Um, they played the Pete ASU Invitational. And then this week they're playing uh, their season finale at the Silverado Showdown. And uh, Jara, I know, asked me, um, where's Silverado at? So, folks, Silverado's in Napa. It's a resort. Um, I don't know why they just can't say Napa, but it's it's in Napa. So a little geography lesson for you folks, since we're just coming back from spring break. Um, the more you know, by the way, uh, the Spartans right now are tied for six out of 13 teams, but they have a real shot at winning the, the uh, Mountain West. Of course, their conference championships are in two weeks in Rancho Mirage, just down south. So the one team's been really clicking on all cylinders. Um, you know, they've gotten a lot of contributions from Kaja and Antonia. A um, little bit here from Jaden Gonzalez and Jordan Parr. Um, if they can just get maybe all five uh, of those starters uh, really clicking, that team's going to be dangerous, and they might make their uh, second straight NCAA appearance. And by the way, happy Masters week. So the Masters and WrestleMania. And I know people are like, oh, WrestleMania scripted. Listen, it's entertainment, folks. And in this time of being socially distant, we need some entertainment in our lives. Thank you, Derek. I, I'm, I apologize for forgetting golf. I really shouldn't. Uh, as a person of the spirit running this podcast, uh, it's a bad look on my part. So I apologize to our listeners and viewers out there on YouTube and Spotify. But now, for Jonathan Schaefer, Derek Al, Benny Garcia, and for me, Max Miller, follow us at the spirit SJSU on Twitter, the spirit SJSU.com, and give us any comments, likes, shares with your friends, and let us know what you guys want us to cover. For Benny Garcia, Derek Al, Johnny Schaefer, I'm Max Miller. This has been the return of the Spearcast.